Hi, this is Chaz, and you're listening to my good friend Bob Main on the Handgun World Podcast. Hi folks, this is Bob Main, and welcome to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. Episode 510, to be exact, a practical show done by a practical guy, and that is me. So thanks for tuning in for another weekly episode. This week, I want to spend some time talking about one-handed shooting. I uh, went out with my buddy Ben Branham to the range on Thursday to do some filming for our modern handgunners YouTube channel and also some filming for my Handgun World YouTube channel. Uh, check it out. Got some new videos up on both of them. Links will be in the show notes. So while we were out there, we were looking for some more ideas to make a film. And you know what? We came up with one-handed shooting. And here's why I did. Uh, a friend of mine sent me an email and his name's Chuck. I won't uh, go into any other details. But Chuck sent me an email. And he told me that uh, he recently had some major shoulder surgery for the second time. And um, so so he was still out shooting. He was still going out shooting and uh, one-handed. And an interesting thing that he put into his email, he said, Bob, he said, I am very glad that I've spent a lot of time over the years training to shoot one-handed and he's talking about the he he took a couple classes that ben and i have taught over the past years and i know he's trained with some other really really good trainers and that teach one-handed shooting because think about it i mean he's got he's had shoulder surgery i've had that too i had my rotator cuff operated on in uh 2000 and uh 2008 so that's 12 years ago and I remember how nasty that was how bad that was how hard that recovery was but after I got to a, a point in my recovery uh, that I could actually kind of get out to the range most of my shooting was done one-handed I was lucky it was my left shoulder and so I had my right hand my strong hand to be able to shoot but you have to think about what happens if something like that happens to you. You got some surgery and you've got to use your other hand to shoot. If you're a right-hander, what if you have to use your left hand? If you're a left-hander, what if you have to use your right hand? You need to practice it. I'm always amazed every time I go to a competition match. I'm amazed by the really good shooters who just, they fall apart on a stage that requires them to shoot uh, with their other hand for you know three or four targets with their weak hand so to speak they fall apart they're real good shooters but boy they get to that one-handed shooting uh, especially with their non-dominant hand and they just blow the whole stage because they don't practice it and this is something people don't practice and it's not only about what happens if you get in a gunfight but what if you just want to go train practice compete have fun with your gun but for some reason you, you can only use one hand at that time. Can you do it? Have you practiced that? 
So that's what I want to talk about. This show is sponsored by Concealment Solutions, makers of excellent holsters. I own several of them. Using one right now, a Cobra outside the waistband holster that conceals just as good as almost any inside the waistband holster out there. And it's more comfortable and it's faster. And if you want a good inside the waistband holster, check out Jason's stuff over there. It's awesome, top-notch, made in the USA, money-back guarantee, great warranty and all that. So go to concealmentsolutions.com. Once again, that's concealmentsolutions.com. Dot com and just because you listen to this show you can get a 10% discount just by using the word uh, the coupon code handgun world at checkout that'll also be in the show notes if you forget all this stuff that I'm talking about so one-handed shooting you got to practice it and it's more than just practice it but you got to practice it the correct way and I'm going to talk about a few ways now if you go watch Modern Handgunners on YouTube, that's myself and Ben Branham, we demonstrate it. We demonstrate what we're talking about. We demonstrate it in depth on the Shooters Club. So some of you might be members of our Shooters Club video system. If you are a member, you'll see that. You'll see a really couple of really good one-handed shooting training videos on that. But I'm going to explain some of what I like to do. First of all, Let's okay. I'm a right-hander, and a lot of people that are listening are probably right-handers. The first thing you want to do is you want to get a mirror image of everything that you use to conceal carry, and I'm talking about mainly your holster and your mag pouch. I would strongly suggest getting a left-handed holster if you're a right-hander. Get a left-handed holster for your carry gun, and get a left-side magazine carry pouch okay it's I think it's very imperative to do that now you're not going to carry that way but there's another reason why I want you to get that holster I mean you're not going to carry with two holsters right people are going to carry with one holster but the holster the left-handed holster is for training purposes um, if you go to a competition match or a training class and you want to shoot part of the training class left-handed I don't think any instructor out there is going to object to that as long as they can verify that you're doing it safely and it's a very good idea to do that at least part part of the training class or competition match shoot it left-handed or if you're a right-hander obviously the if you're a left-hander shoot it right-handed so that's the purpose for the holster in real life if for some reason you got a shoot with your left hand you're a righty like me you're going to draw it out of the right-handed holster and probably transfer the gun to your left hand but what happens if you cannot draw with your right hand that could happen have you practiced drawing your gun with your left hand now that's difficult now see here's what you have to analyze you have to analyze what your method of carry is this is one of the disadvantages of strong side hip carry. This is one of the disadvantages of carrying it on, on the hip on your side. It's difficult to reach over with your left hand and draw. It's very difficult. And sometimes you might be drawing the gun upside down out of your holster, pulling it out that way. What are you going to do? Do you know how to handle that? Do you know how to do that? 
I know how to do that. I've practiced it many times. You come to one of our classes, one of our advanced classes that Ben and I teach, we'll teach you how to do it. It's also on the Shooters Club. We teach you how to do that. How to reach around. Let's say you're a right-handed shooter. Reach around with your left hand. Draw the gun. Okay? You're probably going to have sort of an upside-down or sideways grip. You can do it safely. But there's a certain method. There's a certain way you can use parts of your body safely to get that gun oriented. So now it's in your left hand with a firing grip. And now you can fight with it. Uh, perhaps your right hand might be injured. Perhaps the bad guy is holding that right hand behind your back because he doesn't want you to draw your gun. Maybe he had shoulder surgery for some reason on that shoulder. And in that case, if you're a right-hander, you had right-handed shoulder surgery, that's why you need a left-handed holster so you can still carry your gun on your left side. But I hope that you've practiced that. I hope that you've practiced that a lot. Because there's a certain technique, a certain way to do it safely and effectively. If you're carrying in the appendix position, that's very advantageous to drawing with your left hand. So much easier if you're carrying in the appendix position. So much easier to reach down with your left hand and get the gun. So think about that. That's one of the excellent advantages of appendix carry. Still, it's not as clean of a draw with your left hand as it's going to be with your with your right hand you got to be very very careful you got to do it the right way you got to practice it practice it with an unloaded gun first many many hundreds of times you can dry fire practice that but it needs to be done so if you're a competition shooter listening to this don't be one of those competition shooters that falls apart and blows a stage because you didn't practice shooting with your left hand only and again uh, the reverse for left-handers. Something that you got to think about. Okay, the other is, if you have the chance, now it, it all depends. I mean, you know, the bad guy is going to dictate large parts of the gunfight. Or, or the stage designer is going to dictate large parts of the stage if you are competition shooting. It's up to you to work out how you're going to get it, get those targets shot and how effectively and in what order and what techniques and th things like that. I like to put my left foot a little bit in front of my right foot in my stance if I can. It gives me more stability because my left hand is not as strong. I like to cant the gun a little bit towards the right side. So I have like a 30, 35, 40 degree cant when I'm shooting. That helps me control recoil with my left hand. And I'm actually pretty good shooting with my left hand. Um, it, it sort of came natural to me. I don't know why because I'm not left-handed. But it's just not that uncomfortable for me to shoot with my left hand. And a lot of people are surprised at competition matches when, when I have to shoot three or four targets when it's mandatory the stage design says you got to shoot these three targets with your left hand for example a lot of them are surprised how well I do uh, or in a training class they're surprised and by the way we also teach you how to move and shoot with your off hand with your left hand or with your right hand if you're a, a, uh, a left hander so Ben and I have a class coming up we're teaching again in September uh, in San Antonio. If you come to that class, we're going to teach you a little bit about that. A little bit about movement and how to do a little bit of one-hand shooting. But it's it's really important uh, if you if you can't adjust your stance 
to do that tilt the gun a little bit to the right helps a little bit managing recoil you got to really pay pay attention to your grip you don't want to you don't want to have too weak of a grip and that's common when you're shooting with your non-dominant hand it's common to have a little bit too weak of a grip so be careful of that because you might induce some malfunction if you do that and uh, now you got even worse problems than having to shoot with your offhand. Now one-handed shooting also poses some other problems. Your gun, uh, is your gun set up for being shot with your left hand? It doesn't have to be. I'm not saying to get rid of your gun because it's only set up for a right-hander. You can learn, you can learn how to eject a magazine with one of your other fingers if you're holding the gun in your left hand. You can learn how to re release the slide or rack the slide off your belt, for example, or off your holster, or using another finger to press the slide release and release the slide that way. You can do that. If you're a revolver, you don't have to shoot. I mean, if you're a revolver shooter, you don't have to worry about any of this stuff. <laughs> you don't have to worry about racking the slide, do you? Just put the revolver in your left hand carefully and shoot. And now, if you have to reload the revolver with your left hand only, uh, that's going to be quite a challenge. But you can figure it out. Get some practice. Get some training. Watch some instruction on how to do that and, uh, and practice it. So... And a semi-automatic, just transfer that gun over to your left hand and fire. But it's one of the reasons why it's good to have a lot of rounds in your magazine because with your left hand, you're going to be able to shoot a lot before you have to reload and hopefully end the whole situation long before you have to reload. Because let me tell you something, folks. Reloading in a gunfight rarely, rarely ever happens. I mean, having to use your gun anyway rarely happens. Having to use your gun and having to reload rarely, rarely ever happens. But it's something that you should practice and it's something that you should train for. And if you're a competition shooter and you like to have fun also, then you really do need to practice and train because most good stage designers at a competition match they will put some one-handed shooting. And sometimes one hand is with your strong hand. And a lot of people think, oh, that's easy. No problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm a right-hander, and, and i got to shoot these with my right hand. But no problem with that. Think again, please. Think again. Uh, that was my mistake the first time. I had to shoot some targets with right hand only. And I thought I had it down because that's my strong hand. It's a whole different ball game, one-handed shooting. It's an entire different process things happen when you're only shooting one-handed that you don't expect to happen it's much more hard to hold the gun stable it's much more difficult to hold that gun still and control the recoil and press the trigger smoothly smoothly and keep your sights on target it's just not that easy and it's something that has to be practiced and the good thing is you don't have to be at the range. You can practice all this stuff dry fire at home. Um, ben and I recently did a video on the Cool Fire Trainer, and I talked about it last week. If you have a training system like that, or if you have a cert pistol, or if you've got some kind of system that allows you to train with, uh, with a handgun similar to yours or your own handgun, 
it's it's great to be able to to press the trigger one-handed only with those as well because it gives you it gives you the practice and the manipulation skills to be able to do that and the repetition repetition is the key to learning it's the mother of learning i learned a long time ago when i was younger repetition is the mother of learning you you have to do something over and over and over again so that it becomes part of you it becomes second nature it becomes reflexive as we say it becomes reflexive it's a reflex it's not something you have to think about when that gun goes to your left hand okay you know what to do when it goes to your right hand you know what to do if it's in both hands you know what to do because you've done it why because you've done it hundreds if not thousands of times before that's why shooting a handgun is just not all that easy folks it's not I I get a kick out of people saying I've been shooting all my life I know what I'm doing really you know you've been doing a lot of things all your life but does it mean that you're an expert at it because you're you've been doing it all your life you know think about it if you go buy a set of brand new expensive golf clubs are you instantly now a good golfer because you got some of the most expensive and high quality golf clubs that you can buy I've seen people who've been golfing all their lives that can't golf very well I've had people come to my classes that have been shooting all their lives that can't shoot very well because all their lives they've been doing it but they might not have been doing it correctly and maybe haven't put the practice in all their life that's the other thing you might have been doing something all your life but have you been practicing and training all your life have you think about that uh, there's a good video by the way that is not mine that I want to talk about uh, Lucas Botkin at T-Rex Arms has a video on YouTube called how to shoot a pistol in 10 minutes it's very well done whatever your opinion is of Lucas good or bad I happen to like most of what he puts out there he looks pretty darn good never met the man in person but he looks like a young man that's uh, that's that's pretty good it's an excellent video I'm gonna link to it in the show notes how to shoot a pistol in 10 minutes there's a lot of good instruction in there he does not go over one-handed shooting but a lot of what he says in there is going to help you improve your two-handed shooting and if you apply some of that stuff it will help actually your one-handed shooting uh, Ben and I I know I know we did a couple videos on this on the shooters club so if you like what we do if you like my podcast it helps you out you like what Ben Branham does uh, please support us it, it's something that uh, you know, this whole podcast takes money and time for us to do and the YouTube videos and things like that. $8 a month, you can get over 80 videos. Think about that. $8 a month, you can access over 80 instructional videos and about 15 special audio podcasts at the Shooters Club. So that's like 90 shows that you can't find that information uh, that we have put out anywhere else. $75 a year if you want to save some money and you can go to shootersclubmembers.com and you can sign up so you can watch that watch the one-handed shooting stuff and then apply that to your dry fire practice and if you're not really sure what to do uh, in your dry fire practice we got that out on the shooters club too see all kinds of good stuff and I think we're pro and oh by the way at Modern Handgunners which is free we just put a video out about doing some dry fire practice recently so you can check that out as well 
Getting back to one hand, one-handed shooting. One more thing I want to mention on that. So your gun, how is it set up? Now some some guns out there are great. They're ambidextrous guns. Right out of the box, you don't have to make any modifications. I would not just buy a gun solely on that purpose, however. I would list that feature as a nice feature to have, but I wouldn't list that as a must-have. Because you can learn to run your gun with the opposite hand. Even if it's a right-handed gun set up for right-handers, you can learn to run it in your left hand. If you are a left-hander, most guns these days have a reversible mag release button. All the new Glocks have reversible mag release buttons. Almost all of them out there, they either have a mag release on the, uh, on the right side of the gun already, or you can reverse it. When it comes out of the box, you can reverse it. So go ahead and do that. So at least you can now, with your strong hand, e easily press the mag button. Some of them have ambidextrous slide releases. Fifth generation Glocks do. So that, that's a nice feature. If you're a left-hander and, and you want to buy a Glock, you're fine. Get a fifth generation. It's got a uh, ambidextrous slide release or slide lock, whatever you want to call it. And then you can reverse the mag release button and put that on the right side of the gun for you too so that you're all set up, no problem. Or any other kind of gun out there that's 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 got the ambidextrous feature. It's a nice, good feature to have. It's not something that you're going to... This is not a situation you're going to be in all the time. But I want to get you prepared for being in this situation if you are and talk a little bit about your gun. But get that left-handed version, that left-handed holster version of your gun. Get the left-handed holster version of your gun. I have a left-handed Glock 19 holster. I guess I need to get a left-handed M&P holster. I don't have one of those yet. So I'll be, uh, I'll be contacting Jason at Concealment Solutions soon about getting that. Matter of fact, one of the great challenges I think I'm going to do, I like to challenge myself whenever I go to competition. Competition for me is not always about trying to do well in the match. Of course I want to do well. I, of course I want to place as close to the top as I can. I'm not always successful, but in the division that I'm shooting, I want to be near the top. But I also want to challenge myself. So I think one of these times, I'm going to shoot probably two stages, two out of the five. I'm going to shoot left-handed. I'm going to do that. I'm going to use both hands, but make the left hand my dominant hand, and then I'm also going to shoot one-handed left-handed and try that. Uh, and uh, and just keep sharp with that because it's very important. If you go to a training class, you know, talk to the instructor ahead of time. But I bet the instructor probably has no problem with you shooting it left-handed or if you're a left-hander shooting it right-handed. I'm sure they got no problem with you doing that as long as you can demonstrate that you can do it safely because safety is, is the biggest concern. So how many of you already practiced this? How many of you have some stories about practicing one-handed uh, or competing and shooting one-handed. How many of you do it? I'd like to hear. Uh, my The voicemail for this show is 210-646-1727. If you got a voicemail, you want to you call one in, you got an experience you want to talk about one-handed shooting, 210-646-1727. I bet we could probably all learn from it 
Or if you want to send an email, handgunworld at gmail.com. Uh, or put a, put a comment on Facebook or even on the website, whatever it is that you want to do. But I think it would be important to get some feedback on this because, um, and even if you never practiced it, but, but you decide, okay, because Bob just talked about this now on the Handgun World podcast, i got to go out and practice this. Let me know how you're doing. Let us know how your, how your progress is with that. Every time you go out, even if you just go to a, a square range just to put rounds down range and plink away, do it with your off hand. Do it with your other hand. Your, for most of us, it's going to be doing it with your left. And uh, put up a separate target. Put up a separate target that you shoot left-handed and compare it to your targets that you shoot right-handed and see where your improvement needs to be. As long as you're, you're concentrating on the basics, you're concentrating on the fundamentals, you're going to be okay with your left hand. It becomes more important, though, because you're not as strong, you're not as coordinated with your left hand as, you, as you're going to be with your right hand if you're a right-handed shooter. Most people are not. And so it's something that has to be, you know, that really has to, you have to pay attention to this stuff. And there is a need for it. And when Chuck sent me the email saying that he had shoulder surgery for the second time, I thought, okay, I, I got to talk about, again, I got to talk about one-handed shooting. I've talked about it many times and trained it and put it on video and, and things like that. All right, so just a quick break, and I'll be right back. Okay, back with you for the next segment. Shifting gears a little bit. Um, the whole situation in the country going on right now uh, regarding the George Floyd incident, it's no longer about George Floyd. It's really a sad situation. Now it's about it's about protesters, rioters, not not protesters. I shouldn't call them that. Terrorists, rioters, looters who who hate somebody, hate the country, want to destroy us. You know, I mean, I saw a sign the other day that says "No justice, no peace." Well, what justice needs to happen for there to be peace? I mean, analyze that sign for a minute. No justice, no peace. What a ridiculous sign. Uh, justice has been served, right? I mean, all four cops have been arrested, haven't they? And been charged, haven't they? Uh, the judicial process takes a little time to work. But I think they even upgraded the charges on Derek Chauvin. They've been charged. Justice has been served. Uh, these cops don't have their jobs anymore. They've been charged. They've been arrested. They're in jail. They've been in, they've been charged. So the justice has been served. What more justice do they want? See, it's not about that. It's not what it's about. It's not about justice. That's not what they want, because they don't even give a rip. Most of these people out there committing violence and tearing down, burning down buildings and all that, they could care less about George Floyd's death at this point. For them, it's an opportunity to destroy America, destroy society, destroy the way that, that you and I live. I mean, it's interesting. In the name of protecting rights for minorities, what are they doing? They're destroying minority businesses. Now, how much sense does that make? We want rights for minority people, but we're going to go burn their businesses down. That tells you right there that it's not about the cause of civil rights anymore or minority rights. It's about they've got some kind of a problem with 
with you, me, America, and the whole system, and absolute destruction is their goal. So it's not about justice. So these now the people the, the sign that I saw these were pe peaceful people. So I'm glad they're peaceful. All right, that's good because the First Amendment, First Amendment of the Constitution does not protect your right to commit violence. It, it doesn't do that. It protects your free speech right to peaceably assemble, and the word peaceably is in the First Amendment. So it. it they were peaceful, and I'm glad to, I'm glad that I saw that, and, and they weren't causing any trouble. But their sign made not a lick of sense, because justice has been served. Uh, you know what do they want? I mean, what what more? And if some of you can tell me, if some of you can tell me what more justice needs to happen, I, I would like to hear that. I mean, what are they looking for? The courts will act, the trials will happen. They will get their sentences. They will. I don't think any of them are going to be let not guilty. God help us all if any of them are found not guilty. <laughs> but I don't think that's going to happen. Okay? And they're going to get sentenced. And they're going to get punished. Justice will be served. Nothing will ever bring George Floyd or any of the other people who have been, been killed in, in, in the wrong situations. None of them are going to, get, are going to come back. But... What it means is that the justice has been served. Uh, I, I, I think we're at a point, folks, you, you really got to realize you are completely on your own when it comes to defending yourself. I mean, you know, I put out some posts, some, uh, some posts on Facebook recently, and I think, I think this answers the question why people need an AR-15. I think it answers the question of why do you need more than 10 rounds in your handgun i think it answers the question why you even need a gun in the first place is because what if these domestic terrorists come to you and that's exactly what they are the president of the united states was right calling them domestic terrorists that's what they are that's exactly what they are because it's gone beyond george floyd so if they come to your neighborhood you can't call 911 it's silly all the police that would respond to 911 are downtown trying to stop more buildings from being destroyed. And why do you need more than 10 rounds? Because uh, look at the large size of the crowds. Look how many of them there are. You know, your five-shot revolver is probably not going to take care of it in that situation. So, so you need, you know, you need to have the capacity. Um, it's sad, but it looks like it's starting to get more peaceful. It looks like it's after what is it 12 or 13 days now um i'm recording this on uh, on sunday june 7th 2020 looks like after all this time finally may 25th was when the incident happened it's finally now starting to calm down a little bit but it hasn't ended and you know it's also kind of interesting look how overnight covid19 is not on the top of the news anymore it's it <laughs> no more front page news COVID-19 anymore, right? The virus hasn't stopped. But our great media doesn't talk about the virus anymore because they got something else to talk about. People want to destroy America. That's what they want to talk about now. They love talking about that stuff, unfortunately. So whatever happened to social distancing when, when protesting? I guess that's gone, huh? forget the social distancing and what really what really troubles me is uh health officials 
U.S. health officials are supporting the so-called protesters. And I'm going to go ahead and put the protesters in, in quotation marks because we know that's not really what they are anymore. Well, some are. Let me say this. There are some good, peaceful protesters out there that really are protesting for the civil rights cause. Okay? I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly... I encourage that, actually. Okay? But the people burning buildings down are not protesters. But the health officials, they're supporting... It's okay for these people to be out on the street standing shoulder to shoulder, 3,000 people all in the same area. So... Why did they throw social distancing out the window when somebody is out protesting and committing violence, but you still got to social distance when you go to the grocery store? What is it? I mean, are they, do they think COVID-19 knows the difference? Come on. It's, that's silly. That's just plain silliness. That also tells you that many of these health insurance, uh, health Professionals have a different agenda than COVID-19, don't they? Huh? Think about that. Think deeper. Part of my goal in this show is to help you to think deep and start thinking about things that maybe you didn't before. If social distancing and wearing a mask is important, then why aren't they telling all the protesters uh, to wear masks? Uh, you, you don't see You don't see a lot of the a lot of the leading health experts that are on TV saying that. And it's, I'm not saying that if, if, you're, a, if you're a physician or a nurse listening to this podcast, I'm not saying that you are, are the problem. I'm saying there's other people that are being put on TV that are part of the problem because they are saying it's okay for these thousands of people to hit the streets and, and not practice social distancing and wearing a mask. Those are the people that are a problem. It's what you got to prepare for, p- folks. It's what you got to prepare for. And, uh, you know, all you people or, or people out there that thought that, um, you know, a few years back that those of us that have a survival mindset that we were a little bit nutty, I, I hope you don't think that now. Unfortunately, some things have have happened in the last few months that have uh, turned our world upside down but i think uh, you now understand that it's reality and this is the stuff you got to wrap your head around this and say okay this this not just could be a problem this is a problem and look how many first-time gun owners it's good it's good to see look how many first-time gun owners there are speaking of that uh, ben and i are bringing the band back together uh, i want to announce that september 19th and 20th uh, we're going to start teaching again, Beyond Concealed Carry. Um, and check the uh, check our website. You can sign up for it right now. September 19th and 20th in San Antonio. That's a Saturday and a Sunday, 9 to 5. And uh, you know what? Got to, let's see, let me, let me check that date. Yes, that's correct. Saturday the 19th, Sunday the 20th, 9 to 5, Beyond Concealed Carry. We have changed the class Anybody that's a graduate of our past classes and you want to repeat it, email me or Ben Branham. We're going to give you a discount. Uh, just email us, handgunworld at gmail.com. That's a good way to do it. And just say, hey, give me your name and remind me you're a graduate of one of our past classes and we're going to give you a, a discount on the class. We have changed it uh, significantly. 
probably 30 to 40 percent of what we're teaching is different than what you learned before and what did I say earlier repetition is the mother of learning so even if you go through some of this stuff again I bet you got a little rusty I bet you're not quite as good at it as you were when you first came through our class about I bet you I bet that's the fact Try me out. Take me up on, on my bet. Come to the class. Let's see if you're as good as you were last time you took it. So you got to get better at it. So uh, check it out. You can find the link at handgunworld.com. You can find it at modernselfprotection.com. You'll have both of us as your as your lead instructors. You're going to get more personal attention in this class if you're struggling with something than you probably would in mo in most classes because you got both of us that are going to be there. And if we have to, you know, split up into two groups, we can do that too. We have enough room on the range and, and there's even another bay that might be accessible to us and uh, we, can, we can make that happen. In the third week of September, the, the weather is going to be real nice here in, in the great Alamo City, San Antonio. So uh, if you want to make a tour out of it as well, spend a couple extra days here seeing the great things we have to offer here in San Antonio, you will be... Uh, happy most likely I, that's normally not a real rainy time of the year either it's usually fairly dry so it's probably going to be good weather to have a two-day shooting class and for you to do some touring around and things the range does have cover and we're going to put up extra cover to keep you out of the sun and to keep you out of a little bit of rain if there is some so don't worry about that we we've been there done that we know how to how to handle all that go to handgunworld.com check out the link that says beyond concealed carry and uh, get signed up we'd like to have you there I think that's all I wanted to say on this episode one-handed shooting was really what I wanted to cover that was the main reason why I wanted to um, get this out today and and cover on this episode one-handed shooting uh, I think I made my case on that I hope that that you do it again I'd like to hear your stories on practicing and shooting one-handed so send them on over to me with everything I just said let me go ahead and conclude uh, this has been episode 510 of the handgun world podcast I'm Bob Maine thanks for tuning in one more time remember evil does not exist in the holster it exists in the hearts of men and women so Shoot straight, shoot safe, read your Bible every day, and I'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Good.